Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I'm Gordon Smart. I'm Charlie Baker. And this is the H and J Daily Podcast, which is actually surprisingly difficult to say, isn't it? Oh well, for a man yeah, like me, well, yeah. I tell Have you another what. go. Okay, H and J Daily. There you are. There we are. The management, no problem at all. Uh, we've got some good guests on the podcast yeah, today. Yeah, lovely. Yes, no address book. No Gallagher came on the show. I'm thrilled about that Lovely. because Tell I generally just ask him for things and then don't <laughs> re- reciprocate in any way whatsoever. Uh, Jason Fox as well from SAS Who Dares Wins. Yeah, Plymouth boy. Charlie, that was great to see your geographical connection with them. It was very nice. Thank you for that link. Gordon. I thought you I might start talking it. about Trago Mills. Oh, we could have got into Trago Mills <laughs> oh, next time. Chance to Maybe that's where he is hiding. Yeah, and then Rupert as well. We had a Rupert on the show who lived Rupert. up to his name. Yes, Rupert's lovely. Yeah, he's, he's great. And he does all the posh sports. And he was on St Andrews, wasn't he? He was on the 8th the old green, course. Going on to the 9th tee. Breaking all the etiquette and all the rules yeah. of golf. Probably and wearing he, jeans. He had a caddy called Charlie, and it's not the first time he's had hired help <laughs> uh, through any of his daily duties. Excellent stuff. This is the H and J Daily Podcast with me, Gordon Smart, and me, Charlie Baker. Gordon Smart here, the pound shop, Max Rushton, and with Charlie Baker, who is what well, I can say, the drinking woman, Ricky Gervais. Okay, that's what you're going for, is it? Not, yeah, Jack, not Jack Black. You're not going with Jack Black. Barry, <laughs> Barry from EastEnders, Susan yes. Boyle. It's the three I get. <laughs> All of them very good. Yeah, Susan Boyle's the one, isn't it? That is the one, isn't it? You ever met Susan Boyle? She's my auntie. You're Scottish royalty. Don't slag off my auntie. I'm not slagging anyone off. Just you be careful. (laughs) Is she genuinely your auntie? She is. Okay. So is Nicola Sturgeon. Oh, okay. And any other Scottish person you might decide to have a pop at today, Uh, Charlie We we Jimmy Cranky? Yep. Uh, She's my cousin. Okay. Very nice. But let's not get into that. Okay. Don't like to talk about my relatives in Scotland. Thank you very much for joining us. Gordon Smart, Charlie Baker. We are in for Hawksby and Jacobs all this week. Got loads of guests for you today. Jason Fox from SAS Who Dares Wins from a secret location because that's how they operate in that game. Should we try and guess where he is? I think that's probably dangerous. Imagine you got it on the first guess, Charlie. (laughs) Are you in Chichester? (laughs) Yes. Are you really Camber Sands today? (laughs) Potholing. Yeah, we've got Noel Gallagher on as well, talking about the big game tonight. Magic. That's Manchester City, by the way. I know know, know who he supports, who we call the big game. Yeah, it's the big game. I think he'll be on the train later this afternoon. Bit of high-flying birds chat. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Very good. Charlie, yeah. finger on the pulse of music. No, 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 he's not in a anymore. Yes. Oh, keep Unless going. he wants to be. Yes, keep going. It's good, Charlie. He knows his stuff. You normally write a script for the opening of the show, but we've yeah. not, because we don't operate like Just that. Just improving so, it. Improving it. I'm trying to fall into your world, mate. I know you're a keen actor. Five episodes of EastEnders yeah, on your CV. Bring back Tim Reynolds. Don't bring back Tim Reynolds. Ross Kemp called for it on this show yesterday <laughs> afternoon. It might just Come and get me, please. Tim Reynolds. What was your character like? Was he a goodie or a baddie? Uh, he was um, pretty nondescript. Malevolent. In, in many ways, probably five episodes was five, four too many. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> Actually, one scene would have been enough. Yeah. Sharon. I did have a scene with Sharon in the Queen Vic. And that's all you need to do, isn't it? That's you know, you've done it now. And you can't go back and watch EastEnders. Anyway, look, I think we did enough Tim Reynolds chat yesterday, we did. Gordon. We did, I think. Yeah. I played Five Aside last night. Oh, good I man. know you're a, you played as well last played night. Last didn't night. You? Yeah. There we are. Five Aside tales always excite me. Well, let's start there then, Charlie, shall yeah. we? Because I was on my way to the game last night and uh, I was on a phone call, right? And I saw a bloke I haven't seen for three and a half years. And we did that kind of, I'm on the phone chat. You know, yeah. like, I can't really Trying speak. to get away with not speaking to I, him. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. it gesticulated backwards and forwards about having a drink. Yeah, lovely. And he's outside a coffee shop. So I thought he's going to bring out a coffee. Lovely. Like, get the heart rate up for a game of football. Came back with two pints. Oh, lovely. And being Scottish and living yeah. up to the national stereotype, I didn't say, <laughs> naturally, I'm about to run around like an idiot for an hour. So I drank the pint, Oof. got in a taxi, went straight to the football, and uh, I hadn't seen the lads I was playing with for a long time. And you know that first 10 minutes when you've just had a drink, and you're, <laughs> people are like, he's been drinking this. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, was yeah. it a pint of what? what was it a pint it was of? a pint of uh, some strange sort of London IPA kind oh, of thing. Oh, right. Yeah, some, some like cra- awful crap. Yeah, terrible. Hipster beer. But fourteen pounds a pint or something. Oh, he yeah. bought it though, so I wasn't moaning yeah, about it. Uh, but yeah, that first ten minutes, you know, excuse yeah. me, lads. And they're all looking. I knew they were looking at me, going, "He's turned up again, and he's he's had a drink, and it's five o'clock." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I didn't play very well either. Ah, well, what, what, are you box to box? God, you're a fit man. Are you box to box. You. Right wing back, but I suppose with five aside you have to play everywhere, don't you? Was it five aside? Six yeah, it was aside? Uh, six aside last okay, night. Yeah. I played like I'd say Paul Dickov. I was a pest. All right, a real pest. And I think we should get into that because there were things that happened last night that really bothered me. That shouldn't be allowed mm. on a six aside pitch. And I felt myself getting a little bit soonest. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there was a few things I wanted to say afterwards. Yeah, with strangers, did you know yeah. everybody playing? No, or I very loosely knew a couple of lads. Just a group of strange men and you wanted to shout at them. And I did shout at them a couple of times and then thought, no, I need to preserve my voice. And also, I've had a pint. <laughs> this isn't a yeah, good this, look. This is going to be great. <laughs> this isn't a good look. Uh, what about you, Charlie? You well, well the Six Aside Etiquette is, is going to be the yeah. theme, isn't it? Because I played last night, um, I played with a group of... Gentlemen over 40, shall we say. <laughs> to walk and, in football, Charlie. A, and basically their sons as well. So it's like a, a mix. It's not walking football, no. <laughs> Although I did have a, a hamstring problem yesterday. And I was like, oh, maybe I won't go tonight. But then I thought, no, I think this is it now, isn't it? Yeah. You just play with injury from from now on. Anyway, uh, my son came and played. My son's 15. He came and played with, her, played, played with the men, which is always nice. I'm a slightly helicopter parent yeah. when it comes to my son. Because I'm basically trying to let him avoid getting a punch in his face. His, yeah. his, his, his whole life you know I'm like oh dear you're as annoying as me you really there's a few things you need to do (laughs) to avoid to avoid the punch um so but playing five aside as well it's like oh is he going to be out of his depth he's Mm. he's bigger than me he's stronger than me you know so he's Mm. he's fine in in that way he can handle himself but I was like oh there is a lot of etiquette isn't there when with six or seven aside he was brilliant 
You've not, not felt pride until you've seen your son float in a corner that then gets slammed home by somebody and they go, thanks, mate, great cross. And, you and think, they applaud yes, your son. It's gone well. It's nothing to do with me. You know, Does, so. Is there a sort of small pause after that where they look at you and go, hmm, wonder if that's that. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. You know that, that uh, the apple hasn't fallen <laughs> far from... The, the apple's fallen a long way... In a different post ...from the tree. <laughs> Another country. But what he didn't do, what he didn't do, Gordon, which I think is a cardinal sin when you're playing let's call it AstroTurf football, yep. did not track back. So you were on the same team? We are on the same team. He yep. did not track back. So we were about seven or eight aside, and everyone's running everywhere, you know, yep. but you're trying to hold... So, and I had to explain to him that everyone just wants to play wide on the right yep. and, and, yeah. and cut in. You know, ev- that's what everybody wants to do. But we all have to track back, we all have to defend, you all have to come back. Yeah. Like we said yesterday, there's a team carrying the piano and one player gets to play it. Exactly. You can't do that when you're 15, you've got to put no. the yards in. But, but especially when there's loads of 40-year-old blokes yep. whose knees don't work and like, <laughs> have had to strap up their elbows to even turn yep. up. You know, so I thought we'd do. What are the 10 commandments, the 20 commandments, what, the commandments yep. of AstroTurf football? Excellent. What that thou shalt track back previously unwritten rules exactly. that we're now going to write down this afternoon on the H&J show let's write them down yeah yeah what so a good you're going to get started off with you mu- thou must track back yes 81089 let us know yours 81089 AstroTurf rules thou shalt track back as much the AstroTurf commandments let's yeah. call it that I why think not we've probably got another one thou shalt not have a pint of awful London craft beer for 14 quid 15 minutes before kickoff. Yeah, I'd expect a round for that, would you, in in, in, in Edinburgh? A, two, a round? Well, maybe not Edinburgh because <laughs> it's effectively London, right? But yeah. Anywhere outside of the capital cities. Well, that's bad preparation, isn't it? So should we do, uh, when did you prepare badly? Yeah, two ideas. Yeah, yes, side, why not? Just call it sidetracking, right? What's the most spectacularly bad sidetracking you found yourself involved in? So yes. where are you off to game of football and found yourself in a different country? Yeah, <laughs> or did you find pre, yourself pre-sport b- bad pre-sport preparation? Yeah, it's always good, isn't it? Yeah. I remember a great story about that a friend of mine, a guy called Martin Geisler. He's a he's now the anchor of a news show in Scotland, right? But he was a foreign correspondent, and many moons ago, mm. France '98, he was covering uh, Scotland in the World Cup, and he said there was this brilliant moment when they set up their camera underneath the Eiffel Tower, and there's about three thousand of the Tartan Army there, and there's one guy just in the shot. And he's like, what are you doing, man? Switch your camera off. I told my wife I was going for a pint of milk. <laughs> <laughs> so Lovely. he'd gone for a pint of milk and yeah. had found himself in Paris. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? 
Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I should explain here that Charlie Baker's got a camouflage jacket yeah. on, but it's got a combination of sort of the green camo, mm. but there's a bit of blue in it. There's so a bit of blue in there. Where exactly does that keep you camouflaged? Then what kind of environment does that? <laughs> <laughs> camouflage under the sea. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Um, also tonight um, on TalkSport is the massive Champions League semi-final between Manchester City and Real Madrid, and we'll be talking to Noel Gallagher about that just after three o'clock. Right, let's speak to our very posh sports correspondent. Oh, you're very posh. Charlie Baker All is. All his tattoos are spelt Right, everything, he's lovely. Amazing. And I've just heard that he's three-putted on, I think, oh. the 12th green. Rupert Bell, talk sport royalty. Can you just talk us through this? Belly, this, belly, belly. The yips you've had on the green. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't. It was on the 8th. <laughs> the first putt was 60 foot, because as you know, it's an Andrews, the old course. There are double greens. And I pulled my T-shirt on the 8th, but I had a 60-footer, but it was a weak effort. I nearly got my 20-footer for par, but I missed and went front pass. But actually, I'm like a kid in a sweet shop today because it's the first time I'm playing the old court. Mm. I've got a breath of wind. We've got the Open, obviously, coming up here in July, but uh, so I'm having a bit of a press shindig, and I am just loving every minute of it. I'm not playing that well, but I don't care. Any, any pars yet, Rupert? Uh, I've, uh, modestly, I've had two so far. Oh, very uh, nice. But, uh, but there's been some lot of indifference, like, and I now realise why you don't want to get into a bunker here, yep. because it's like coming out of the north face of the Eiger. But St Andrews <laughs> is, uh, yeah. So it's um, but I'm no, just a privilege to be here. So yep. um, I, and you know, I'm sixty, I'm sixty-three, but I'd say I feel like a a, a schoolboy again, being able to play here for the first time. Rupert, I'm so pleased on a Tuesday afternoon in the sunshine in the East Nuka Fife yeah. in the year of the 150th Open, Rupert Bell joins us on the ninth tee. Yeah. Just doing some research, isn't he? Lovely, the... isn't it, for people who are really working hard this afternoon with, the, with the radio on, you know. Someone's up, yeah. up up to their elbow in a toilet at the moment it fixing is. it, you know, and you're going, yeah. well, I'm on the eighth green, yeah. having a lovely time on a press jolly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man of the people. <laughs> well, nothing right. I certainly was doing some research in the jigger in last night, oh. I can tell you. But oh, good man, good man. It's a great pop, that Rupert. Now, listen, yeah. on the subject of golf, I think we should start there because it's not, I would say, a brilliant time for the reputation of golf with everything that's happening uh, with the Saudi Arabian carry-on. Now, can you just give us an update on what's happening with Phil Mickelson? Because he has made the headlines yet again today. <laughs> Well, in terms of both Mickelson and Garcia, they want to get away from the PGA because obviously they want to join this lucrative Saudi um, league that's going to be starting at Centurion in, in the club in Hertfordshire in June. And obviously it's a bit of controversy, really. Um, Mickelson, obviously, last year's US PGA champion, but he's been at the forefront working with Greg Norman to uh, try and uh, um, get... Yeah, you know, the thing up and running, but it's not been well received by both the tours of uh, uh, the European Tour, DP World Tour, as it is now, and the US PGA. They do not like what is going on because they feel they're losing control of the game. And Mickelson is right up there. And now there's a number of other leading players who are also thinking about, as I say, jumping ship. Amongst them is Sergio Garcia. Lee Westwood. I don't know whether that's for true or important, but they're names that have been mentioned in dispatches with regard to this Saudi league. 
And what are the ramifications for the Ryder Cup here? Because a lot of the chat is some of these players will miss out on the Ryder Cup as a result of joining a breakaway Super League. Well, yes, and I think someone like Ian Poulter, he does, who you would expect him sometime to be the European team captain, captain mm-hmm, maybe, sure. or, or Lee Westwood. So it could be, certainly. Ooh, i got to tell you, I'm putting off one of my fellow players. I'm going to have to move. <laughs> oh, gosh, good <laughs> Is he holding up one of those signs that says "Quiet, please"? We just we just need to remind our listeners here that Rupert Bell is on the ninth tee of uh, yes. uh, the old course in St Andrews, and we just had a message actually to say uh, apparently the Queen has a Rupert Bell tea towel. That's from Ian <laughs> in Wales. <laughs> Rupert, it's, I mean, a lot of these players, so you know, they wouldn't necessarily be first picks for the Ryder Cup anyway. They they're getting older. They might be slipping down the rankings on the tour. What's to stop this Saudi league becoming a lucrative legends tour like? I don't know, like some of uh, like the A-League can be in Australia sometimes or in, in football or playing in America can be seen as a bit of a retirement home. Um, I think you're absolutely right. That is uh, what many people could see it as. But the young players like Rory McIlroy, they at the moment are saying they don't want to join it. So it is something that they've, um, you know, that could be where it's heading. But some of the money is just stupid amounts of money. And, you know, as they say, Sergio Garcia said, well, why not? Um, can I not have a go at some... Um, you know, as they say, um, joining it. I'm just wondering if people say, should I play my tee shot? But, mm. you know, I can't I can't do both. Can someone <laughs> hold your phone while you play your tee shot and we'll, t- we'll take it? I don't feel like your job, your mind's firmly on the job. Rupert, I've got, to, yeah. I've got to say something here, but it's not like golfers are currently playing for halfpennies, is it? It's not like they're... No, no, exactly. The yeah. prize money, the, the money in golf is already pretty ridiculous, isn't it? So is this... 10 million quid for, I think, for the Masters, I think. Not, yeah, for the Masters the other week, 10 million dollars. Yeah, I, I just... This is the problem. At the top end, there is money just sloshing around. And it's a question, does everyone get to benefit from sort of once you go beyond the top level? That is the debate Mm. that is being exercised by all and sundry at the moment. Will it be able, you know, does it filter through to the players at the bottom end? Is it just seen as a lucrative tour for a few high profile players? That's the debate that I think golf is trying to deal with with regard to this. Yeah, they have just heard about your two pars, actually. And they've got in touch wondering if you were interested at all, Rupert. Yeah, Rupert's on on the lineup, isn't he? I'll tell you what we're going to do, Rupert. We're going to let you hit your tee shot, right? And in the meantime, like Charlie and I are going to go back and look at some... Because this is how Talk oh, yeah. should operate. We're in the orbit of Rupert Bell's golf. And exactly. <laughs> Can you get someone to hold your phone, Rupert, and you take your tee shot? Is that all right? Yeah, that, yeah Charlie, my caddy, is about to oh. hold my phone. Oh, lovely. How long do you think you'll be? Oh, he's gone. He's gone, he's yeah. gone. Um, we've, got, been, we've been doing uh, AstroTurf commandments. Yes, we, we have. Are. Um, thou shalt not slide tackle. Yeah, you were here for that one. Well, last night somebody did that, and I had a little word. Did, did they? Say, on the Astro. If you want to start that, we'll all play it, and that's always quite threatening. <laughs> in, isn't in a it? Scottish accent. If you want to start that? <laughs> we'll all start doing it. See how you get on with it. Sounded like Irvin Welsh wrote that line when you said it. He yeah. apologised as well. He said, exactly. I'm really sorry about that. I said, no, you will be. How close to <laughs> it? Do you think Rupert's anywhere near? Teeing no, no. I think we should him? carry on. Okay. Um, this is a good one from Lewis. Thou shalt not pretend to play Bradley and go to get out of future goalkeeping uh, duties. Yeah, this is the old washing up technique, isn't it? You yeah. know, do a bad job on the washing up, you never get asked yes. again. Yes. Going in goal, thou shalt go in goal at yep. least once. Take one turn in goal. Yeah. You have to, don't you? Yeah, you, you have to, Gordon. Yeah. That's true. Otherwise, your name is mud, surely. It's true. It's Everybody true. clocks it. Everybody knows. It's a good one from Chris in Birmingham. Yeah. AstroTurf. Oh. Get the burn when you slide, and your mate says that's going to hurt more in the shower later. Oh, yeah, Said in yeah. every game of football in AstroTurf. Yeah. Oh, is he te- he's teed off. Okay, right. Rupert, Rupert, how did it? Yeah, how did it go? 
I'm walking up thinking I may have found one of the fairway bunkers. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Rupert, have you, have you just taken a seven iron to your caddy? <laughs> a lot of people, no. a lot of people feeling very sorry for you this afternoon, Rupert, really, really well, are. Um, I, I'm just so I've let Charlie down with that T-shirt. <laughs> Not actually, you know, because, uh, this is his livelihood, walking around off and, and trying to be nice to people. Yeah, let's uh, be fair, Rupert, you're used to that, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> is he carrying you? No, he can't be carrying you. <laughs> What are the three other lads called who've got you on a throne and walking you across? Um, now, Rupert, Newbury have hired uh, Britain's yeah. first female on-course racing commentator. Oh, yeah, What's your view on this? Racing hat um, Well, she's going to be doing some charity races at Newbury. I think... Annie know, Jackson, I should say is her name. Yeah. And it's just part of trying to, because it's one thing, you know, there are lots of race commentators out there, but... Um, the it, it, in moment we've un, we've been under to find a female race commentator. Maybe this is a way forward. And if she's good uh, and goes down well with the public, then we could see her then do more meetings. And I think it can only be a good thing for the sport if that is the case. And um, good luck to her. And I hope it goes well for her. Um, however many times she gets a chance to uh, to commentate at Newbury. Excellent stuff. Thank you for that, Rupert. Danny's debut at the Berkshire course is the Injured Jockeys Fund Charity Race, and that's on May the 14th. Fantastic. Back to Rupert. Um, he's approaching the ball. Can you see what kind of lie you've got in this, this bunker before we leave you? I will send a picture of the lie because I'm right up against the face oh. of a fairway bunker. Wow. Really? Rupert, I, I, I hate to say this to you, but I'm glad. Yeah, I'm pleased. I'm, I'm pleased, pleased about, about that, it. yeah. I hope you take four to get out, Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people angry with you for using a mobile on a golf course, which yeah. is, you know, thou shalt not use a mobile on the golf course. There we are. Yeah. Good luck, Rupert. Thank you, Charlie. Keep your head down. Excellent stuff. Do. There he is, Rupert Bell. I actually heard he was on one of those Bluetooth headsets. Oh, yeah, one well. step worse. Okay. <laughs> Even worse, yeah. Even worse. And there then tomorrow's show, The Ten Commandments of Things You Shouldn't Do in a Golf Course, sponsored yeah, by Rupert Bell. <laughs> <laughs> He's just broken every rule. Of Thou shalt only take one step for penalties. I didn't, yes. I didn't know about that one. Completely agree. Well, it was Pepe Signori's technique, wasn't it? Remember was that? It? One step by Sampdoria. Also, you were talking about uh, bad preparation for, for yes. sports. You had a pint before you played last night. Also, with regards to poor preparation pre-sport, I once had a groin strain, but had GCSE PE exams, so applied deep heat liberally. <laughs> Avoided sensitive areas like a pro till I started to sweat and the deep heat spread. Well done, Brian, in oh. South Wales. That unmistakable smell are. of South <laughs> Wales there. <laughs> we're all with you there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. A lot of angry Man City fans with you, Gordon. So oh, that's good. good fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's always nice when people get in touch because you called it the empty hat, but... You know, that's what some people say. It's just a funny nickname, isn't it? It's like the spaghetti had in you Scotland, know, the Tony fun, Macaroni Stadium. Do you know yeah, that was yeah, his nickname? Yeah, I know, yeah. It's, good, isn't it? it's a great one. Good it's nickname. a great one, yeah. So at the beginning of the show, we were talking about the Ten Commandments of Five-A-Side Football. Uh-huh. Charlie, you've had a great response to this. We've, um, had, a, we've had a great response. Um, thou shalt use the hockey lines <laughs> to determine offside. No one's playing offside, are they? In seven or eight aside. I think you should I'm only they? just coming back to it, by the way. Well. I haven't played yeah. in about five or ten years. Yeah. Five... five Five, six years I've not played. If you don't play, anything. people abuse the privilege, don't they? And uh, 
Stretch, we stretch the game. We don't play offside on a Monday night. I like goal hanging. He's goal hanging. Yeah. Stop goal hanging, ref. Here's one for you. Ken in Newcastle says uh, Ten Commandments of Five Aside. When playing outside, you shall not message the group and ask if the game is still on when it's raining. <laughs> yes. Kenny the keeper. Brilliant. That's Kenny. It. Is it Love still that. on? Is it still <laughs> on? That's a right. Because my son plays Sunday mornings. <laughs> and that, that's a right early. Getting the. <laughs> when you're lying in bed, you think I've got to get up and drive. <laughs> Terrible hangover. <laughs> run the line or do something you know and then you see it's raining you think oh maybe it's off maybe it's waterlogged pitch middle of winter Hoping for the message <laughs> praying for it to be called off Terry or Trev on Twitter says uh, a six aside commandment for you he's gone six aside he okay, says yeah. thou shalt not outwardly display disappointment when forced to select the last pick who you know is a liability yeah everyone's welcome you know, just work hard. Football, you know, football is a family. Play it simple. Play the way you're facing. That kind of advice exactly. you're giving just, them. Just, yeah. keep, just keep moving. Keep moving. <laughs> keep moving. What's the what's your best football tip for people, Gordon? You're, you know, keep you, it simple. Keep it simple, is it? Don't try and elaborate. Just yes. play, like you say, play the way. There was a great saying in Scottish football that a manager once said to me. He said, you can only, I'm going to have to do this politely because it's afternoon radio. Okay. You can only urinate with the tackle you've been given. Imagine Lovely. that in Scottish parlance. Lovely. And then he follows up by give the ball to so and so because he was the guy that played the piano. He was the superstar. Yeah. And it lovely. works. That's Just play great, to your strengths, it? you know? Whenever the the big boys come in to, to talk sport, like the proper footballers, you know, yeah. not like idiots like us, I always go, What's, your, what's, your, <laughs> what's your best football tip? And yeah. it's always good. Best one I've ever had was off Tony Cascarino. Yeah. And he said, Keep showing. Keep showing. Keep showing. If you're going to have a bad game, have a terrible game. Have an absolute shocker, yeah. but keep showing, keep keep being there because that's the only way it's going to get better. Don't go quiet, don't disappear inside yourself. Normally, when you ask Tony Cascarino for a tip, he says the three fifteen. Don't catch <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bad yeah. boy. But that's a good one, isn't it? It's you know, you see people going inside, don't especially hide. younger players. You see them hiding. You know, it's great. That's true. Good rule for life as well, Gordon. Well, don't hide. It's true. Tofer here. Unless you're in Twitter. a hide and seek competition, obviously. <laughs> then yeah, exactly. Tofer on Twitter has got a good one here. Okay. Whoever punts the ball over the fence shall also be the player to retrieve it. Yes, that is very hundred percent. No deflections. No off the kick. No keepers should have to go and get the ball if you've kicked it you get yeah. it that's this, a good rule this is a good one that unites all families up and down the country okay. and very angry wives Gary oh. in the world says thou shalt take off the boots and socks at front door or the little rubber bits go all over the house oh, yeah. and wife goes mental that's if you play someone with rubber crumb that's true if, if you don't if you're not if you're just on like sand a yeah. sand based hockey pitch please perhaps you're absolutely, absolutely fine yeah, yeah. exactly Where's, have you played I've played at um at uh, in at Hearts Ground mm-hmm. and I've played Castle. and I've played at Stenhouse Muir's Ground as well. Oh, you played any of the big grounds Oakville in Scotland, View. Gordon? I have, yeah, I've played at a few. Where, where have I played? I played at East End Park in Dunfermline. Did you? That was a good one. Yeah, Ali McCoy's played up front. Did he? Turned up about twenty-five minutes late. Yeah, He's, he does that. I couldn't. I was listening to him yesterday on breakfast, right? And they were talking about timekeeping and Obama Yang. <laughs> And nobody mentioned that Ali McCoist can just about... When he was manager of Rangers, he yeah. was late. Yeah, but, you know, no one's ever going to tell Ali off. He's too nice. Well, that's the thing. Right? He's, too, such a, he's a king amongst men. Charlie, I tried to sign him as a columnist for three years in Scotland, right? Yes. And I'd be sitting waiting for him. He'd turn up an hour and a half late, and I'd be furious because I had other things to do. Yeah. And then he'd just smile. Exactly. I start telling your story about gas, and you go, "That's what I had." A lifetime of that, isn't <laughs> it? It's basically what he's had. So get out of jail free card. Exactly, the Ali yeah. McCoy smile and charm. And so when you, I've never played a celebrity game like that. We've yep. had to mark like a pro. Oh, I did play once, and Colin Cameron was in midfield. Oh, he's a great player. Colin. Nowhere, Mickey nowhere Cameron. Near him. Yep. Who's the most famous player you've ever marked, Gordon? I, I played in Mark Bright's testimonial at Selhurst Park, mm. and in the first half, I played against Clinton Morrison and Doogie Friedman. I played centre half. Did you? 
and had a that fight fight with Alan Pardew. Did you? Yep. It wasn't. He wasn't really playing like a chat in the charity match, <laughs> but it. Well, they don't. And I eventually lost my rag about with it. Yeah. Once they cross the line, that, that's that's yeah. it. A lot of the time, so, uh, yeah. Doogie Freeman at Sellers Park. They were that's, good. That's like. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, that's like you know. And that team was as brilliant. good as it gets. Oh, they had a great team. Tim Flowers played in goal. They had uh, is it Eric Young, the big centre half with the headband. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Coleman played centre half as well. Atelier yeah. Lombardo. Uh, who else was there? Oh, it was amazing. Alan Pardew. It was a great team. Great. Yeah. Uh, John Salako played. He was brilliant. So you're obviously good and a, a, a fit man and, and good at football. What's the difference you see in a proper pro, even when they've when they've retired? Time. It's time. time. Yeah. They seem to have an extra second on the ball. Yeah. And they seem to be a second ahead of everybody else. Yeah. You know, and they've seen the next pass before the ball's even arrived at their feet, and it's brilliant to watch. Yeah. And it's also little things, just composure. Yeah, you know when you're thinking I've got a leather this as hard as I can yeah, 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 uh, panic yeah. panic panic they're thinking no timing just hit through the ball gently bang top corner amazing to watch yeah brilliant but best the best I've played with played with Don Hutchison actually a few times he Fantastic. was he was good and uh, Kevin Gallagher who really was a black yeah. one. he was a good player just, yeah enjoyed uh, playing with him just the movement isn't it just yeah, find the space everywhere amazing just before John Collins as well Ooh. in remarkable condition Joan Collins what Joan a, Collins I what mean, a she, player Joan Collins was especially she, in the dynasty days she yeah. was so good her right foot she smelled wonderful on the pitch <laughs> Charlie she smelled wonderful the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Charlie you just made me a cup of tea yeah there. good luck with it well it's a curious I'm just oh. not sure if it's quite right why? What's wrong with the you, colour? That's the colour I like. Yeah, could have done a little bit more milk. A you bit. like, you like, I like it to taste of tea. Well, Charlie, I'm glad that you've mentioned that because there's a man who's joining us on the show right now mm-hmm. who's an expert and very particular about his cups of tea. Okay. He's a good friend of the TalkSport family. It's a massive night for him because it's Manchester City versus Real Madrid. He's fresh from a big night at Wembley as well. But before we get into any of that, Noel Gallagher, can you tell Charlie the right way to make a cup of tea? Okay, interesting. Uh, let a northerner do it. Correct. Let a northerner do it. Exactly. Oh, why is that? Still three sugars yeah, in there, no? Charlie, Charlie doesn't strike me as someone who's got the right accent to make a decent cup of tea. Why, what? A Devonshire accent can't make. You've heard of a cream tea, haven't you? From the West Country. That's a good place to have a cup of tea. Yeah, we don't, we don't do cream teas, mate. We do proper brews. Proper right, brew. Proper, proper brew. brew, okay. No, can we start with Saturday night at Wembley? I think oh, there have wow. been some special nights in your life at Wembley, right? I, I remember going to see you too with you. Uh, I think it was the 360 tour in about 2010, and that was incredible as a spectacle. Where did the Fury fight on Saturday stand amongst your nights in that famous stadium? That was great. I mean, 94,000, uh, the atmosphere just in that, 20 minutes before they ring walked was pretty special I've got to say I mean, I've been a big few big boxing matches and that was right up there with the best and uh, I wouldn't say I'm fresh from it just yet I'm, I'm, it's going to take me a week to get over it because we had a bit of a wild night um, but it was uh, it was a great event I'm not sure the fight was up to much until he knocked him out um, but as a as an event, as a day and night out, it was unbelievable. The the, the scenes inside of Wembley was staggering. No, did you have a wee moment where you thought to yourself, "I fancy another crack at doing this stadium lark"? <laughs> Mate, if I, <laughs> if I could, I, if I could, I would. I don't know whether you're aware of what's going on. But I don't kinda, <laughs> you know I don't me, make, of course or not. I, don't kinda, I, I make challenging music now. I'm not. I, I won't be selling that gaff out anytime soon. Trust me. But you've done a few stadiums over the last few years with you too, haven't you? And, and being on stage with Bono and all that. What's it like when you're in amongst that where it's just such a big crowd? Do you do you have a chance to soak it up? Can you enjoy it? Well, well, yeah. I mean, when we when we used to doing with Oasis, um, you know, you get into a rhythm of it. And what 
you, the, the, the 60, 70,000, 90,000 people, whatever it is, get to see four or five guys working. The band on stage have got the best view because you get to see 90,000 people on a night out. Yeah. And, and they are spectacles. When we would play like the big tunes and the crowd is all, you've got a stadium properly bouncing and you mm. can feel it shaking. It's, it's, it's somewhere else. But no. um, it's a privilege to do them. I was going to say, no, because Tyson left with all these faculties in place, right, and did the business in six rounds and then sings the song, sees the response, overwhelming coverage after it, he's got to go and do it again, don't you think? Well, I... I... <sighs> Look, who knows? I would, I would have thought if he was going to retire, he'd have done it already. He'd have said, "I am retired, not I am going to retire." Mm. But you know what the boxing game is like: money talks and all that. But there's a fight that everybody wants to see, and if it's not the one that everyone wants to see, which is Fury Joshua, it's the one where he potentially wins all the belts and then he goes up there, you know, with Lennox Lewis. You know, so I would have thought. I would have thought that would be enough to get him back in the ring. But you never know with Tyson Fury. He's his law unto himself. So if he does retire, good luck to him because he's been an amazing character over the last decade, hasn't he? Last time I was at Wembley was uh, Manchester City versus Liverpool in the Cup semi-final the other week. And I thought Pep chose the chose the wrong team, if, I, if I'm honest. Chose the wrong keeper, definitely. I don't know if it was because he had to or uh, what happened there. But they're, they're, they're playing tonight. Do you feel yeah. like do you feel like Pep has that's a slight blip in, in his record as he often chooses just a couple of wrong players in big matches? No, he was always going to do that for that game. You know, he, he made seven. I mean, the keeper. Okay, he made a couple of mistakes. Whatever keepers do, you know, what I mean, particularly standing keepers. But if he was, he was going to sacrifice. You know, we're going for the league and the Champions League. Here. With all due respect to the FA Cup and all that, it's third on the list of priorities. You know, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, I was glad he made the changes. Glad Rodri got a rest and silver and and KDB because they've they've all got they'll all have uh, their legs won't be tired for tonight yeah. because now 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 is where the season starts really you know what I mean it's like this is this is it now it's so it. tightly matched tonight isn't it no looking at like Guardiola yeah. v Ancelotti right head to head in front of me here Guardiola's won four Ancelotti's won two but the mm-hmm. highest win rate of any manager in Champions League history Carlo Ancelotti on 74% and I think it's two City wins two Real Madrid wins and two draws in the last few games so it's pretty tightly matched right? Well yeah we, I mean we haven't got much of a defence to speak of tonight and uh, they've got a better they've got a better centre forward than us but you know um, yeah well it's the semi-final it's Real Madrid it's like anything could happen you know it's like now the rest of the season we're talking to my mates it's like this team as fantastic as it is could end up with no trophies this season that's how tight it is we could end up doing doing the double winning the league and winning the Champions League and be you know like a a proper historic thing or we could end up with nothing you know so we're walking the fine line between history and failure for the next six weeks and it's tense but that's this is where we want to be so Pep said that didn't he it's once in a lifetime this experience and you think for Foden it's a great chance for him isn't it to sparkle on that massive stage well Phil look Phil's got it all in front of him Phil's got another 10-15 years of semi-finals and finals in front of him so but for the likes of Fernandinho and and De Bruyne who are um, you know if you think the likes of David Silva and Aguero and Vinny and Zabala are great players for our culture are Never even got there, you know what I mean? Never even played in a final, far less a semi-final. Um, it's a, there's going to be special nights and it'll be it'll be great tonight and 
I'm glad they've done away with this away goal thing because yeah, you, get a yeah. better, you get a better understanding of what the actual result is after it. In fact, oh, do we need three or they need two and then we need to get one and a half goals and blah, blah, blah and all that. So, um, But it won't be over tonight. We won't win it tonight, but we won't lose it tonight either. You've a few futures to sort out in the next wee while. Raheem Sterling's contract's up pretty soon, isn't it? What, what do you think? Would you like to keep him longer than he's he's on, on a deal for? Well, we should always keep the best players. And yeah. the thing about the thing about Raz is every time you write him off, you know, uh, which we do from time to time mm. as football supporters, not just City supporters, but as England supporters too, we, we tend to write him off from time to time and he keeps on doing the business. So I think City would be, you know would be wary to let him go. But then, you know, if there's other players coming in and they want to cash in, you know, it's like every every end of May, you know, and that, that, that summer transfer window is a is a new era for City. So I mean if if all the rumours are true, we've got big big ones coming in and there's gonna be a few going out. But I don't know. Sterling's been a great servant to us and he'll he's a city legend, so you know, yeah. there you go. No, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're due to get the band in to record the album end of this week, maybe. So that'll be putting you back in the room for quite a long period of time with Russell, your bass player, who's a huge Liverpool fan. Uh, How's well, uh, well, that going to go? Have, well, you have got it wrong because I've almost <laughs> finished this record. Never oh, mind, started. Really? I've got one. I've got a, I've got a weekend in Abbey Road to do the strings and things, and then we are started thinking about road out in June. But yeah, me and Russ. I've got three Liverpool fans in my band and we've come to an understanding that we don't talk about it because <laughs> there was one, the first season where we were going for the Champions League and the league and they were. One of them, who shall remain nameless, but he does play the bass, um, he celebrated a little bit too much after one of the games mm. and uh, yeah, nearly found himself back up in Liverpool twiddling his thumbs. But um, <laughs> we, uh, we've we come to an understanding that we don't we don't talk about it because it's, it's 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 tense. We are mad football supporters in our band. How do you write? Do you write in the studio, Noel, at all? Do you, how do you write arrangements? Do uh, like you're saying, you're doing the strings? Do you get somebody to come in and help you write um, the strings and give someone the vibe? How does it work? Well, for the yeah, I mean, for the songs themselves, it depends. Like my not not this album, but the one before I wrote completely in the studio. But this one I've written at home during lockdown. Mm. But the strings. Yeah, I might I might have an idea for a top line melody, but I don't I don't know any of the musical language that these people speak, you know yeah. what I mean? So I have to kind of dir the dir it into a phone and send it to them and then they say, Oh, do you mean like this? And you go, That's right, I mean like that. You know, so I don't know I'm not uh I'm I'm not fluent in, in the language of musical notes and fifths and eighths and one put thing there, but I've got a few guys that work with me who are who are great at that. So we kind of muddle through and get there in the end. That's how I've worked with Lionel Bart once before he, before he died, and that's how he wrote Oliver, basically, with, with someone next to him, and he'd go, it goes like this. You know, and then he'd write the whole of Oliver like that. So, Well, I'm afraid that's how you'll have to work with Gordon. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking him through a few things, yeah. That's yeah, just yeah how it he works. is pretty much unintelligible sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I've not got a drink in me today. <laughs> uh, no, I've got to ask your opinion, right, on the potential of Roy Keane moving to Edinburgh to manage the greatest yeah, football lovely. team in the country, as you know. Uh, what did you, did you see that happening? I bet the players are thrilled, aren't they? Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if they were in any doubt of their shortcomings as players, it's yeah. about to get pretty real for them. It is indeed. Listen, no, you're about to go out on the road as well. Um, are you ready yeah. for that? Are you? Have you been yeah. off the booze, or are you getting yourself warmed up and getting the kidney and liver ready for it? <laughs> no, I had uh, I had a I had a pretty full on weekend, which I'm regretting now. But I should be I should be all right by the end of the week. But um, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We haven't played since 2019. Uh, we did we did a few things around the best of in in a lockdown where we did a gig in an empty theatre, and you you don't really realise how uplifting live music is until it's taken away from you. So we're we're looking forward to getting out there and these festivals that we're doing in June ending in Glastonbury are great because we're we're just we haven't got a new record to promote, so we're just doing all the hits in inverted commas and. Um, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great to see everybody. I've got a big band. There's like 13 of us. We all haven't been in the same room for a few years now. So uh, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Magic. Happy days and all. Listen, we'll get off to get the train up to Manchester for a big night out. Before you leave, all prediction right. for tonight? Um, well, I'd say you can't predict these games. You can't, it's like the league now. You can't call it. I was getting badgered by scousers at Wembley on Saturday night. And, you know, you, you just can't call it. You cannot call it with any great deal of confidence. But... If I add five hundred quid to bet, I might go. I might go two two one C. And he, d- he does have five hundred pounds to bet exactly, as well. Yeah, he's got a band. <laughs> he's, with, he's got, got a band with eighteen people in it, and a few yeah. other zeros on the end of it as well. He's buying a yacht soon, apparently. I hear. No, thanks very go much. Go and have a time. cup of tea. No worries, guys. <laughs> there he is. World class, happy days. No Gallagher off to see City tonight. It'll be a massive game, regardless of what happens. Can't wait to see it. Terry, I can't believe you embarrassed me about the cup of tea I made you in front of Noel Gallagher. You yeah. haven't even taken a sip. I want to I make a good cup of tea. Listen, I, Terry turntables. I saw Noel Gallagher in a Heathrow lounge, and he made a cup of tea with two tea bags. Yeah, that's the. That's what you want, is it? That's strong. I do remember the way he once opened the fridge and there was only goat's milk in there and I thought, you changed. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon to you. Gordon Smart here with Charlie Baker. We're standing in for H&J all week. Now, Charlie Baker, our next guest, I would describe him as granite, a man you'd like to be around when things go horribly wrong. Okay. Now, what are your credentials like muscles. when it comes to looking after yourself physically, making a decision under pressure, mm. physical combat? Yeah. Reading maps, finding yourself away around uh, dark buildings and enemy turf, that kind yeah. of stuff. It's the, the, the opposite of what I'm good at. You're an operator. You are an All operator. The, I'm, I'm an ideas man. Are you? I'm an ideas man. I don't think I'd be any good under the cover of darkness going into a country that doesn't want me there. I great, don't think I'd be very good at that. Great for morale. Yeah, but good, great, a great crack on the uh, <laughs> on the boat on the way over. Yeah, not helpful when things get on. <laughs> no, I'm under pressure. I'm gone. Okay, I'd like to introduce you to a very special guest on Talksport this afternoon. He's a big Arsenal fan. I can tell you, loves sport, oh. and he is the star of the brilliant Channel Four series SAS Who Dares Wins. He's been in it from day one. It's got a new incarnation this season with two extra American former Special Forces soldiers, Fantastic. and it's top viewing. If you've never seen it before, check it out. So here he is, the great man. Jason Fox. Hey, Hello, Foxy. Hey, Jason. Hello, mate. You're right. That's a, that's a very nice um, intro. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, Foxy, we, we can't give away your location because you're oh. actually seriously doing some yeah. business on. Can we have a guess or not? Can you have a guess, Foxy? <laughs> you can. You can guess. Yeah, I'm not going to give it away. But oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, have, have a guess. What can you see in the distance, Jason? <laughs> I can see the sky. Ooh, there's sky there. Wherever he is, is there's it sky. Camber Sands. <laughs> Babacombe Beach. Is it Babacombe Beach? Are you on Babacombe Cliff Railway? No, maybe not. <laughs> I wish I was. Well, actually, Foxy, before we get into this, you should know Charlie's. I think you both lived in the same neck of the woods down right. that, that down that way. You're you, Torquay, weren't you, Torquay, Charlie? Yeah, in Devon. Yeah, and you Foxy knows yeah. those those pubs those very well. Oh, very good. Why are you in Torquay? I was born in Plymouth. Yeah. Were you a Janner, Is it? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Plymouth. Yeah, that's get, right, bud. D- get down there, boys. Is it? Get down Union Street or the whole. <laughs> right there, what's happening? What's that? What's that? Right, you pair of pirates. I keep scratching their heads. Foxy, you are. One one question I do have in the geography: Are you on home turf at the moment, or are you not? I'm not. No, I'm a, I'm 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 hours ahead. Okay, 
So you I think that's enough, though. The, the man's going to get killed if you carry on. Gordon, <laughs> don't carry on. Right, Foxy, the reason you're here is to talk business, right? Uh, six series link it is of SAS Who Dares Wins. Mm. It's got a, a new, it's got a glossy feel to it as well, hasn't it? A bit of Hollywood in this new series. It's, I, w- I wouldn't have said Hollywood, mate. It's, it's changed it up a little bit, yeah. We've got a couple of Americans on board. Uh, they're from different units over there. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's been mixed up. It's been changed. And, um it's brutal, mate, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. In what way? Uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's be, it's filmed in Jordan, so obviously the environment's going to, you know, mix it up a little bit. And the Yanks bring a different perspective. They're, they're quite verbally aggressive, so they bring the pressure in that sense. And, and I think the mix is good. We have a great relationship, me and Billy, who's the other Brit guy still on it. We, we hear off really well and... Um, we got a great relationship and we just sort of mixed it up and yeah, we put the, put the recruit, we call them recruits. The recruits are put through the mill big time. Yeah. I mean, it's true to form though, isn't it? Because I'm sure the special forces on a regular basis are rubbing shoulders with other special forces from other countries, right? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I mean, you know, in my past career when I was in, we used to go away working in all sorts of different environments, working with American special, even like conventional forces as well. And, you know, there's different units from all over the world and you just mix it up with them all the time. When you're doing comedy, I do comedy, stand-up comedy, Jason, I don't know if you've ever seen me, probably not. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you can normally, people do what's called an open spot and they'll come and do five or ten minutes for free and they'll, and they'll do their, that's how you get into it, do their first ever gigs. And you can normally tell within five or ten minutes if someone's got it. Can you, is that the same with the SAS? <laughs> when someone turns up and you think, well, this, guy, this guy's nowhere near it whatsoever. Well, in the real world, like the, I, I, like, I always say that the, the selection process that we go through, especially the Brit guys, it's, it's like the hardest job interview on the planet. It's like six months plus long. And so, and because it's like that, because ultimately you can never really tell in the first five or 10 minutes, you, you, you can't help but try and judge you know, we all do it, we're all, you know, we're all human, we'll all look at someone and be like, nah, not a chance. And then ultimately, you you look round at the very end of it all and you're like, oh my God, how did that happen? Mm. But, um, so yeah, because of that, yeah, it's yeah, it's not quite like the comedy world. Although there's <laughs> a lot of comedians within it. <laughs> Foxy, thinking back to your selection, right, and was there a moment, a sliding doors moment where it could easily have gone the other way and you didn't get through? Because you, th- you tried a couple of times, right? Yeah, I got, I got, um, I, I injured myself on one of the phases. I got, you know, I got a bad infection in the jungle. But um, yeah, there's, there's always, there's always those moments where you could, you know, if you think to yourself, oh, maybe I just don't want to put the time or effort. And you know, you wake up in the morning, you're in Wales. It's absolutely hammering it down with rain, rain mm. at half four in the morning, and you're laying in your bed and you're like. I don't actually have to be here. There's no one actually shouting at you or like encouraging you to get on with it. And you're like, I, I could go home. <laughs> but I didn't, I, didn't I, I genuinely didn't have a, I didn't have an out. It was make or break for me. And I think that was half of my motivation. So this series Foxy's filmed, I think is in Jordan, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's the one that you dislike the most? Is it jungle, desert, alpine, or the Scottish islands in the Al- West Coast. Alpine sounds nice, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Ap- the Apre no, SAS is lovely, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a big fan of that place. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I would have said there's one I dislike the most. I've got favourites. I mean, 
we did we ended up doing four seasons you know two two normal ones and two celebrity ones in scotland on the west coast and the islands and as much as i love that part of the world it i think i i did slightly get tired of the fact that it rained all the time <laughs> and the midges and the midges all around there and it you know and all that around scotland yeah yeah Do you know terrific. what we, we well, fortunately, we weren't quite there at the mid. The midgy time had died down. Thank yeah. whoever, because <laughs> those things are—they are absolutely brutal. Yeah, skin so soft in it. That's what they all the SAS people say. Get the Avon skin so soft. Soft is it? Is that true or not? It's, it's, it's true, mate. Yeah, I moisturise. Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad you, you mentioned that because <laughs> we used to hammer Foxy about his partnership with Nivea. Now you've worked with Gordon, haven't you? <laughs> Didn't Gordon's been out with you for 24 hours it, as a test on whether or not he was tough enough? And what was was Gordon tough enough, Jason? Mate, it was 24 hours. It, I mean, and he was flagging towards the end. Of the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? If you give me 24 hours without tennis lager, that's going to happen. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you what, he is good. Like twenty four hours on the on the source, he doesn't flag. Then I tell you that. No, yeah, yeah. Foxy, just twenty four hours in Oakhampton, they should do. Foxy, what <laughs> <laughs> well, we got three or four episodes left of this series to go. Um, there's plenty more still to come, including the brutal part of it, where you do that that last little selection effort where you get the proper mental torture. Oh yeah, we've got. I think there's three eps left. We've just done ep three. Um, there are some great tasks coming up I mean the recruits are great and that sting in the tail the interrogation is what you're thinking about is, yep. yeah it's, it's nasty we get the interrogators in there they're good at what they do and they start you know really messing with people's heads but um, it is what it is it's what we sort of went through and so we, we apply it to the to the show as well uh, mm. it's good mate the, the, the Americans are good I know you know me, me and Billy were, were, were dubious at first but quality characters great lads and it was always great to work with them yeah are you slightly bothered that they're better looking than you Foxy are they they're good looking they're handsome boys like, like, yeah. are they are they <laughs> are they well they depends, can't you know depends what you see as good looking mate I'm <laughs> glad that you've cleared up what your taste in men is a little He's bit less Amer- Shrek Americans. a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> coming over here selling <laughs> selling nylons to our women <laughs> <laughs> Foxy, just before we chocolate. lose you, got Bef- chocolate with him. <laughs> before we lose you, Foxy, could you just talk a little bit about Arsenal because it's all still to play for, isn't it, for your club? It is. It's. Um, I mean, you, I think it's going to be a great end to the season, no matter what you're looking at. The, you know, the bottom, the top four, and then obviously, the, you know, who wins it. Uh, I am an Arsenal fan, which means I'm very nervous about the end because I do want them obviously to be in the top four but you, it's it's still anyone's isn't it really you know so yes they come out and they do amazing things and then they go and have like three games like they did before the Chelsea game and it's like hang on a minute what's going on here like the inconsistency is what rattles my nerves so I'm going to be watching closely but also it's yeah and you know we we got a few injuries but we you know that we could do without. Yeah, yeah. You should be Argyle, Jason. Why aren't you Argyle? Tell you what, you're, it's lucky I don't know where you are because I come down there and I tell you a thing or two. May I always keep an eye on Argyle every now and again. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, glamour glamour fan, glamour fan. I, I, I moved away from Plymouth at an early age. And oh, right. Just north of London. Okay. So, Foxy, this Sunday you can see the next episode, can't you, with Billy and the two gorgeous American boys? <laughs> You like these, <laughs> me into it. Nine o'clock Sunday night, Foxy. Is that watch right? It for them. Uh, nine nine p.m. Channel Four Sunday. That's right. Yeah.
Thank you so much for joining us, Foxy. Two really good-looking Brit lads. Yeah, yeah. Get on, boy. Get on. Sixteen teeth between them. Uh, Nice one, Foxy. Thank you very much for joining us today. There he is, the great man, Jason Fox, on uh, a recce somewhere in a mystery destination. That'd be a good way to get out of anything, wouldn't it? It Certainly would. Have a wedding you didn't want to go to, or any like you know, parents' evening or something. I'm afraid I'm on special Uh forces that night. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.